This is a show with no particular niche. Maybe it's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff. Maybe we'll learn something new. But it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James, a podcast about nothing in particular. I'm your host, James. And uh, we're getting back, back into the story, back into the Grandpa Goes to the Eastern Block series. I had to think about it. Um, let's see here. Before we jump in, quick business. Uh, uh, if you've been following the show, if you've been following the show, then you know what the series is about. If you're hopping in right now, welcome. Hi. This is a fun one. This is a quote-unquote limited series. I remember back when miniseries used to be called miniseries, but now they're called limited series, which I, I guess I kind of like a little bit better because the mini implies that it's short, although a limited series might not necessarily be short. It might be like 50 hours long, but it's not going to proceed after that. So, you know, whatever. This is a limited series uh, about... Um, well, me reading a document that a dear cousin of mine uh, gave to me. It is a copy of a transcript of a journal that my maternal grandpa John kept in uh, spring. I think it was just spring of 1978 when he went beyond the Iron Curtain. Um, he's been to a few different countries so far in the adventure, but the main focus has been on Poland because he is, among other things, I guess the, the prime directive here is to expand his genealogical research that he did. Grandpa's long since passed, so past tense. He was expanding his genealogical research. I've seen the research that he made. The guy made flowcharts. He was an engineer. He had an engineer's mind, and it shows so often, especially in his genealog genealogical search. Like, he made flowcharts on type paper and, like, early computer print paper with those, like, you know, pull-off things on the side where it has, like, the uh, um, the, the, the puncture holes that old um, printers used to have, printers that used to go... I can remember this from my very early youth. I can remember the sound. I can remember seeing the paper come out. I thought it was so cool. Um, nonetheless, um, so... Grandpa John's gone to Poland and a few other countries beyond the Iron Curtain in 1978. And he is also meeting up with um, extended European uh, family members because he was a first-generation Polish-American born in 1913. So he was mm, past the age of 30 when he volunteered to join the army and served in the European theater of World War II. And part of his 1978 trip is not expressly stated here, but I would 
posit that nonetheless, it is also part of him uh, uh, going back to a place that broke him uh, to try to find something, some kind of answer, some kind of peace, because the ghosts of the war do pop up in the story. Although that's not the main part of the story, um, I feel it is definitely worth mentioning. It's not a small thing at all. There's no way that would not be a huge weight on his entire being. Um, but the way I've been doing it is I... I read a portion on my free podcast episodes like this one, and then I continue reading another portion in the, uh, you know, with the connected bonus episode. You know, on the weeks that I release podcast episodes, I release one free episode and one bonus episode. So if you would, if you're jumping into this story, or if you're, uh, you know, if you're jumping into this story and you want to catch the whole story, and I, it's totally worth it. It is very much worth it. Um, you're welcome to help become, uh, well, help support the show and thus get access to the entire story and all the other bonus episodes of this podcast, plus other behind the scenes, uh, you know, bonus content from the other stuff that I make at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Become a member. Uh, low bar of entry. There's different tiers with different perks that I offer. Um, but if you join up, um, it, it would mean a whole lot to me. Um, you know, help support my my efforts that I put into this show and the rest of the stuff that I make. Uh, and and in return, you get access to a whole bunch of other stuff and the peace of mind that comes along with uh, helping an independent artiste. Uh, and so, yeah, once again, patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, thank you so, so much, so, 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 so much to those of you who already support the show. Um, and specifically for this grandpa goes to the Eastern block. If you're related to me, uh, and if you're not a member of Patreon, um, I don't want you to feel like you have to pay me to hear me read a family document. So uh, if you if you want to catch the whole story, I can hook you up. Reach out to me, relatives. If not, if you if you want to support anyway, that is awesome, and I am deeply grateful uh, um, for your support and for that kind gesture. Gesture. I always mix that up. Jester, gesture, gestation. Just saying. Just saying that in the last episode, I said some stuff about some pronunciations of certain places uh, and and linked it up to intelligence. And I'll, I'll just say this. I have done a little bit more research and thus discovered that I was halfway being a swaggeredly braggart halfway i said people say budapest 
uh, is the capital of Hungary. And, and it is. It is the capital of Hungary. I'm pretty sure. Let me look that up. Holy shit. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, let's see. Capital of Hungary. I know it's the capital of Hungary is Budapest. Uh, and then let's see, what's the capital of Romania to make sure I'm getting this right. Because I'll learn something and then I'll, uh, that's what I thought too. So the capital of Hungary, people say, uh, Americans tend to say Budapest. And I made the claim that if you want to sound somewhat educated, you would pronounce it Budapest. But that's not entirely right. And I eat humble pie. I submit myself to uh, <laughs> scrutiny and and criticism because it is both and a third one because it seems Hungarian people themselves have no one way of pronouncing the name of their capital city. Some people, usually English speakers, will can say Budapest. Some Hungarians say Budapest. But it seems the most common pronunciation among Hungarians themselves. Wait, not Hungarians. I hate Nazis. Hungarians. <laughs> the, it seems thus far from what I've exposed myself to, uh, Hungarians tend to pronounce it sort of in between Budapest and Budapest. It's Budapest. So... It's not the s -s -s, the sharp s -s -s, like a snake, and it's not usually quite the sh Budapest. It's Budapest. So if you go sh like you're shushing someone, do it with me. One, two, three. Shh. This is a library. You can feel the air flowing underneath your tongue when you go sh. Now this sh is a bit different. It's like shit. It's like saying shit. So you can feel the air coming from a little bit over the top of your tongue, but more around the sides, the blades of your tongue. Shh, Budapest. That seems to be the most common pronunciation. And that's where grandpa went in some of the, in the previous free episode. And then in the bonus episode, he proceeded onto the capital of Romania. And quick note, I used to work with a Romanian woman. I had a summer job uh, when I was in grad school working at the physical plant of the Oklahoma State University campus. And um, it was a shit, very tough, rough, physically laborious job. Um, but I was not the only grad student who was doing the summer job because it paid decent for that town. Um, uh, another grad student was this lady from Romania. I think she was a little bit older than me because I was in my mid-20s. I was like 23, 24 when I had this job. And she, looking back, maybe she was in her early 30s. But we got along like gangbusters. We got along very well. Instant. Click, click, click. Um, and honestly, that is not unusual for me to get along with people. Uh, get along more famously and more quickly with people from outside of the U.S. than I tend to do with people in the U.S. or from the U.S. 
And um, I have my theories as to why, but I'm not going to get into that. Nevertheless, I worked with a Romanian woman. She was awesome. We got along very well. Um, And also, uh, Romania, the capital city is Bucharest. But here's the thing. Romanians pronounce it Bucharesti. So there it's not the sh, the shit sh. Bucharesti is more like the sh, this is a library to the Romanians, Bucharesti. But it says, you know, they're fine with English speakers calling it Bucharest. And that's where grandpa was heading in uh, the last bonus episode where we left off with the story. Um, oh, before I forget, real quick. If if you want to find me on social media and my Reddit and my email, you can find that stuff written in the episode description. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I've got a little Chiron on the bottom where I'm probably showing it right now. Like, uh, let's see, I'm going to put the email right here. And then it's gone. All right, yeah. That's future me editing a Chiron into the video. And audio listeners, in case you didn't know, this show has a whole video proponent too, and uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look up That Thing With James. That's the name of my channel. It'll pop up. It's not that hard to find. And uh, there you can see my lovely visage and the other stuff that I do, My, uh, namely my, my comedy web series titled Minor Tensions by Dick Whistler. And just last week, I put out a new episode. It was the first one in almost two whole months. And it's good. And it's uh, inspired by a true story. It's very silly. It's like two minutes, two minutes long, the video. Check it out. Uh, And uh, once again, support the show, patreon.com slash that thing with James. I've said enough. Uh, Let's jump back into the story. Let me take a sip of coffee and then a sip of water to get the viscosity down in my mouth. And then I'll look up where we left off and we'll jump right back into it. So just a second. All right. uh, Let's see here. I'm just going to start at the top of this page. We're on page 47 out of, I think, 77. Let's see. 73. So we're, we're... We're a little bit past the halfway point now. It's getting there. And um, maybe I can find some other family documents to read on the show, because I am enjoying this so much. Let's, Let's start at the top of this page. National Travel Agency for tour info. I got a map and decided to walk up. This was most difficult. Many street corners do not have street signs on the buildings. The streets in this area are winding and connected with others in such a fashion that I couldn't tell where a street ended. Finally, after many questions, I got there. A woman, taller than your sister Ellen, because he's writing, Grandpa John's writing this to his wife, my grandma Mary, may they all rest in peace, Um, uh, taller than your sister, Ellen, looked just like Ellen. She and husband, American, were holding up a bus group that was ending their visit to Romania. Oh, how about that? American tourists holding up an entire group. Typical. Uh, She said that she was disappointed in her treatment here. 
This was to an English-speaking employee. Later, I asked the man how he liked it. Uh, he said that his tour operator had fouled up on some things. Uh, he was unhappy. So I guess the he he's talking about is the American man. Hmm. On my way to the hotel, I stopped at another first-class hotel, one with a restaurant. My hotel is second-class. I could make out a uh, La Wellington uh, on one dish. Is, that, is he supposed to be talking about like a beef Wellington or something? Um, which I ordered. It was, as suspected, a steak. It was okay for $4, including a Pepsi. The exchange desk, or at the exchange desk, I converted the 60 Florence Hungarian to the Romanian money. They wouldn't take Polish money. Many street corners here have drinking fountains where water is constantly flowing. There are a variety of tours. One of four-hour duration covers the entire city. The cost is U.S. dollar six fifty. If only six dollars fifty cents. If only two people or three dollars fifty cents in a group. I asked about the one tomorrow to be told that there would not be any tour for the museum is closed on Mondays. Uh, I I might wait and do this on Tuesday after I check the train departure time for Belgrade or Belgrade Belgrade. I've heard that city pronounced two different ways as well. Belgrade, Belgrade. I have to check out if of the hotel at noon. The tour starts at 12.30 p.m. I'm going to the railroad station to get the layout. The National Tourist Office has a branch in the building. When I come back, I'll bathe and get to bad, even though it is early. I think he meant bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking the whiz. He did write bad, but it doesn't matter. I, not to say he didn't, not to say he wrote poorly. I'm surprised at what a great writer Grandpa was. He, he just, it was a typo here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go to church this morning. Last night from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30, I searched for a church that had an evening mass, but none did. This was in Budapest. There we go. The new pronunciation. Pronunciation. When I, when I arrived in Bucharesti and got out of the railroad station, I was greeted by a very familiar Colorado scene. At first, because Grandpa lived in Colorado. I'm originally from Colorado, in case you didn't know. Denver, born and raised for the first six years of my life. Born four months shy of uh, being born in the Bay Area. I've never been to uh, California out utero. So after being born, the furthest west I've ever been is uh, Las Vegas, but I would like to go to California, and I would like to take the Pacific Highway uh, from, what, San Francisco up to Seattle. Maybe even into whatever city it is right above Seattle. What is that, Vancouver? I think, yeah, because I think Toronto's above Chicago, because that's second city. That's how I know a lot of stuff is uh, what entertainment stuff is linked to it, because that's my interest. Well, I've, it's my my, you know, career, my profession. 
At first, I didn't believe my eyes. Cotton from the cottonwood trees. My room has a full bath. At the hotel where I had supper, I saw perhaps 30 to 40 black males at tables that accommodate four to a table. 22nd, May, 1978, Monday, Bucharesti, Romania. Last night, I went to bed around 8 p.m. and slept solidly until 5.30 a.m. That sounds really nice. I've been going to sleep at like a little past 11 and then waking up at 5 the past few days. The great part, though, is that I've been waking up well-rested and everyone else in the world is asleep. I love being up either really late or really early because it's when most people are still asleep and it's when I feel most at peace because the world is mostly at peace because no one's up mucking things around. No one's up making a muck. After bath, I I was exhausted. After my bath, I went across the street to the railroad station at about 6.50 a.m., The tourist office, ONT, opens at 7 a.m. For money exchange and rest of employees come in at 8 a.m. So I purchased cards at a booth and addressed and mailed them. I then had my kielbasa and bread for breakfast. Later in the day, while touring, I had some food items that natives were having. Natives, okay. Um, One was roughly shaped like a pancake with cottage cheese inside and fried. That sounds kind of nice. As long as it has some kind of flavor, some seasoning. You know, that that might be pretty good. Um, You know, fresh out of the fry, coat it with confectioner's sugar, powdered sugar, and then maybe dip it into some type of sweet syrup. Mmm, yummy. It was okay. (laughs) Later, I had another fried dough item. It was okay. I also tried the drink, not cold, that other people were in line at sidewalk tables or booths. Nothing I cared for. After the tourist office clerk came in at 8 a.m., I asked for a train ticket. I was told to go downtown. I was given three tram numbers and told to get off at the third stop and go up a small street. While I was asking, this man in his 30s sat in the other chair near the desk and proceeded to take out dollars. I remarked, U.S. money. He is an Englishman working for the U.S. for a U.S. firm and goes to various countries in Europe, including Russia. I asked, how do you like what you were doing? He said, he replied, better than working for a living. Oh, you clever man. I love that. Better than working for a living. I want to know more about this guy. And uh, I feel that. I'm going to use that. Better than working for a living. (laughs) I love that so much. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. It pretty much already is. I took the tram. I got in European style, fast and pushed. I got off at what I thought was the third stop, but it just have been the second. I followed the tracks and kept looking for Hotel Central, my landmark. 
I must have approached about a dozen people. Some didn't, excuse me, hold on. Pardon me. I must have approached a dozen people. Some didn't know, and some gave me instructions that were bad. I had the hotel name on a piece of paper. I went to a reception desk of a hotel and asked a female clerk if she spoke English. She outlined the location, which I found. After about 45 minutes, I had my ticket. I then started my touring. I went into several small and large Orthodox churches. These are different and attractive. You know, I went to an Orthodox church. I th- I forget if it was like a Greek Orthodox or... No, it wasn't Greek. It, it was something I never really would have thought of. Like, was it like a Romanian or a Bulgarian? Some Orthodox church in downtown New Orleans tucked away... You won't find it listed on any maps or anything. As a matter of fact, there's another church that you'll usually find on a, like, places to visit list when you visit, you know, go to visit New Orleans. And there's this one church, pretty sure it's a Catholic church in downtown New Orleans. I went there. It was pretty nice. And then, like, a block or two away, still downtown NOLA, I found this, um, yeah, this Orthodox church and the door was so ornate and I, I could tell right off the bat just from the door I'm like this has to be Orthodox and then I looked at the placard um, next to the door and sure enough it was whatever kind of Orthodox and I went in and it impressed me more it was smaller but it impressed me more than the uh, the Catholic Church it was just beautiful beautiful ornate um, you know, dimly lit stained glass, just, uh, I wouldn't call it opulent. I would call it intricate. It was beautiful. I, I love Orthodox type artwork. Anyway, <clears throat> where were we? Where's the page? Uh, I went into several small and large Orthodox churches. These are different and attractive. Indeed. I took a couple pictures inside a very small one that was built in 1848. I took a couple pictures of the President's Palace after asking an officer. I didn't know then, but it was a side entrance. When I got to the front, a guard would not let me take a picture. I saw them changing guards, marching in single file, goose step clanking. I was across the street and uh, took a picture of this. (laughs) Museums are closed on Monday, so I plan to visit some tomorrow. I went into department stores. Prices are about the same as ours, which might be high for the people. I don't know. In comparison, many people in Poland were buying, whereas here, not many. I took a picture of an open-air market where I sampled a... Uh, oh, 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 white. Okay, there's a little note there. It was kind of hard to read. A white soft cheese. Goat cheese? On side street, or one side street was loaded with stalls. All types of clothing were being sold. Oh, men's, men's shirts are in the $20 area. Stores have uh, bolts of cloth, including suiting. Shoes, men's, 
are in the $20 to $35 range. I appreciated the occasional sidewalk water bubblers. Something you would never find in America, not until after the revolution. Mm -mm. And I'm not talking about the uh, America's War of Independence. I'm talking about uh, Socialist Rev, baby. Because they're not going to give you free water in this fucking country. If they're going to charge, if there's, they're going to find some way to charge you for something because I digress. Let's get on with this story. One small store not far from the hotel had a small pitcher which looked like pewter and felt heavy enough to be one, but I couldn't tell. The lines were good, but I didn't feel like spending $15 since I had no way of knowing if it was pewter. In the afternoon, when I went back to the railroad station tourist branch of ONT, a patrol officer came in with a large woman. The woman at the desk couldn't translate the Czech language. The Czech woman tried Polish, but that didn't work. I almost intervened to ask in Polish and translate to English, which the clerk knew. I refrained from getting involved. I think she was claiming she had lost her passport passport, rather. Not until after 5 p.m. when I was back at the hotel did I find the address and phone of the American embassy. I was very near it at one time. Uh, that fried food I had must have helped my elimination. <laughs> oh my god, John, are you serious right now? That fried food I had must have helped my elimination, for I had soft stool, which looked like four days of food, but I had been going every day. Was that entirely necessary to document? You know, you know, something my mom told me about her mom, Grandma Mary, is that frequently she would ask that you know were you to take a shit in her house and if you were her child or probably presumably her husband she would ask pointedly to do not flush please do not flush your stool i want to look at it before you flush it uh the understanding well my mother said that her mom said that it was to check your regularity and constitution to see if you were becoming ill or if you had some stomach issue and thus she would need to adjust what uh, food and drink she was providing to you. So perhaps that's why Grandpa John felt it necessary to include this detail about his soft stool, which equated to four days worth, even though he'd been shitting every day. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> you know, and I look at the page and the first word I see is liquid. Oh... Okay, uh, let me find where I was here. Okay, uh, how much how much is left on this entry? 
And this is a longer entry, so I'm going to get to the end of this page. All right. Um, <clears throat> but I had been going every day. Pepsi is sold at the restaurant from small bottles, but I didn't see any in a large grocery store. I was hoping to make a or take a liter bottle with me for the trip to Belgrade. Many Poles had such bottles on their way home from Budapest. I need to get some type of screw top bottle to have some liquid. There it is. I've been see I've seen most of the buildings shown on the map. Tomorrow I plan to spend some time in some museums. Right now I'm not sure, but I might take the four-hour tour tomorrow, just in case I missed some buildings. That starts at 2.30 p.m. Today was the first in my trip that I went out without a jacket. I had a long-sleeve knitted shirt on. My feet were aching, so I returned to the hotel at 4 p.m. and had a bath and relaxed for 20 minutes. Then I dressed and went to the tourist office to exchange $5, which I hope will be enough for meals tomorrow. If not, then I'll exchange some more. The place closes at 9 p.m. I don't want to have money I can't use, but maybe Yugoslavia will exchange some if I have any left over. First class, reserved seat fare from Bucharesti to Belgrade is about $61. I couldn't find out the arrival time. I don't plan to spend any time in Belgrade. I plan only to go to Dubrovnik, an old walled village on the Adriatic, and then go to some others up the coast. Since Vienna rooms are priced so high, I'm thinking of getting a room in a nearby village and see Vienna during the day. Maybe pensions will have rooms when I get there. I am in a quandary. And there we shall close out this free episode if you want to hear the rest and if you're not already become a member at patreon.com slash that thing with james thanks for tuning in i'll catch you next time bye